Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. So if you get a chance to listen to the song Hands Clean by Alanis Morissette, she sort of, you know... Cleans in herself of that whole thing. Exactly that. And the other thing is, don't make her mad. Right. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show. Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns, broadcasting from my home studio. Uh, Again, you are who? I am your wife, Tammy Burns. And you always have been from the day you were born. When you listen to a song that's named after a woman, has a woman's name, I mean, how many of them are there? Valerie, Rosanna, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, some woman had an effect on a person who wrote a song. Yeah. Yes. The question is, does that influence go the other way? See, you never hear about a woman being affected by some guy and then writing a song about it. It's no. always it's always the opposite way. Some guy is enamored by a woman, and off we go. We it's, write a song about it's it, It's never, right? Joe, you messed with my heart, and now right. I can't go on without you. Or, or David, uh, why did you do me so bad? Right. Or if you're going to think about a woman writing a song about a man, it always goes back to Alanis Morissette about the guy who was Uncle Joey. Who uh, She's very upset at him, and yeah. you ought to know. That's about the only example that people give. Country well, music is, has a lot of examples. Though. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Women, but mostly, you know, they're like killing the guys or something. But is it about a specific man? That's the question but that I have. But I don't have. think they named the guy. I don't I don't know if, if I hear, I think you're right. I don't hear a lot of people name the guy. Right. Well, I was uh, surfing around on Facebook because, goodness forbid, I actually do any work when I'm at my place of business. So I was surfing around and I found a, uh, you know, just a link that was to X number of songs that women wrote that were inspired by men. The absolute flip of the coin. Yeah. And I thought, well, wouldn't this be a fun show if I could find a whole slew of songs that were written by women that were inspired by men instead of the opposite way around? Yeah. Well, how about that? Have you ever heard Carly Simon's Anticipation? Yes, I have. Well, of course. Most people who are younger than, than we are know it as the Heinz ketchup radio jingle mm-hmm. or television jingle. Do you have any idea who inspired the song? Uh... It wasn't James Taylor? No, it wasn't James Taylor. Believe it or not, it was Cat Stevens. Oh, my. She was opening his shows at that time and was waiting for him to arrive at her apartment or at her hotel room. One of the two. I can't get it from the little paragraph that I have here. And she was kind of enamored with him and anticipation. That's what it was all about. And is beautiful. Yeah, but now Yusef Islam, no longer Cat Stevens. And the one we're going to play, Joni Mitchell has a song off the Blue Album called Carrie, C-A-R-E-Y. 
which is misspelled on purpose because the person who it's literally written for is Carrie Raditz, spelled C-A-R-Y. She was on the Isle of Crete where she met another American, a cook, who lived in a cave. Oh. Really? So one of these hairy guys. Oh, my gosh. Who was in Germany, not Germany, but uh, Greece, living in a cave. And she sort of attached herself to him, fell in love with him, and moved into one of the caves with him for no. a little while. Yeah. That's a great story. Well, the thing was, uh, she sort of moved away from him after a while because, according to this quote, he felt himself greatly superior to women. And that's not really something for a feminist, much like Joni. Mitchell. No, those those good ended. looks only last for a little while. Yeah, it wears off pretty much. So it's Joni Mitchell, it's Carrie, as we talk about songs that were written by women inspired by men. The absolute flip of the coin here on Rock Soul. The wind is in from Africa. Last night I couldn't sleep. Oh, you know I need old daddy, but you're out of Carrie, it's Joni Mitchell here on Rock Schools. We talk about women who wrote songs that were inspired by men. So backwards to what you would expect. I'm never okay? going to think about her the same way again. How about Dolly Parton? You know Ooh. the song, which was a monster hit, also a monster hit for Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. Yeah, that's a huge hit. Do you have any idea who inspired that song? Uh, her husband. Uh, how about Porter Wagner? Wait a second. Yeah, the the singer, Porter Wagner. Dolly had a thing for Porter? Did she ever? And she was on, if you remember, his sort of variety show. Yeah. The little blurb that I grabbed about it states that she was sort of knocked out by him when she was 21 years old and made some advances, and Porter Wagner was absolutely having none of it. This sort of young girl, no, no, yeah. you sort of keep at arm's length. And Dolly Parton says that she had all this emotion and she didn't know what to do with it, so she laid it down inside of a song, and it became I Will Always Love You. Made her a few pennies? Well, it made her some money on her own, but she states, and she's, I think it was an Oprah interview you showed to me, she made more money off of the Whitney Houston version of that than any song she had ever recorded on her own. Right. How about that? And the one we're going to play, let's just get to it if you're screaming at the radio. Carly Simon, which we mentioned in the first break, how about You're So Vain? Oh, yeah, that's the one about James Taylor, right? It's, no, it's specifically not about James Taylor. Come on Taylor. now. No, the, the fight is always, okay, who's the song about? Well, I, I don't remember. Some news reporter paid X amount of dollars and was given the secret to who the song is about. And that secret then got out. All we know for sure, and this is straight from Carly Simon, is that the second verse is about Warren Beatty as you watched yourself gavotte. Okay. Right? That's about Warren Beatty. She also has stated that the other verse, I guess the first verse, yeah. is about a man named David. Uh, so who is it? David Cassidy? David Geffen? David who? David, oh, David wow. Bowie? 
Who is the first verse about? And she hasn't let it go. She has, however, stated it's probably not David Geffen, and it is for sure not James Taylor, which was, I believe, her husband for a while. So we know for a fact that inside of that is Warren Beatty. We don't know each one of the people that are in there. Now, Mick Jagger's name also comes up inside of it all the time because he sings back up on it, and you can also see easily... Somebody saying to Mick Jagger, you're so vain. Oh, yeah. And, and he wouldn't care one Every day anyway. of his life, so, right? So who do you think it's about? Well, we know Warren Beatty, the rest of it, and somebody named David, I don't know, maybe it's David Schwartz from Sheboygan, Wisconsin, <laughs> who she had a one-night stand with. I don't know. Yeah, Carly Simon, you're so vain on Rockstar. He walked into the party like so vain. There you go. Carly Simon. It's about, I don't know, Somebody. Bill, John, Fred, Harry, what have you. Miley Cyrus. Let's move along to Miley Cyrus. I know you were waiting for her. Oh, come on now. The song Wedding Bells is about an engagement or her engagement to Liam Hemsworth in the summer of 2012. Yeah. I, I can understand that. That yeah. makes sense. You know, something that. that emotional coming out of it, right? Taylor Swift. Oh, no. Who'd you she can, write about? You can probably guess the guy. Do you not remember all the problems that she had with John Mayer? That's who I was going to guess. Yeah. John Mayer, yeah. John Mayer also had a song called uh, Your Body is a Wonderland. Was that, that about was, her? Oh, no. It was about uh, six or seven women all <laughs> claimed that you know, my body's a wonderland. Yes, Yeah, dear. mine is too. Yeah, sure it is, dear. Yeah, so is a, Joe's. It's an e-ticket ride, sure. Uh, Speak Now is supposedly about uh, John Mayer, and also Dear John is also about John Mayer. So she, these are the things that she catches so much heck. If you know the song, what's the, what's the big hit for her? Shake it off. Shake it off. Yeah. She makes a statement in there. I go on too many dates, you know, right. I can't make them stay. That's what she's making fun of in that song. Shake mm-hmm. it off is the fact that everyone gets a little upset at her. She's because 20. Of that. She needs to go on a lot of dates. Yeah. You know, don't tell that to our daughter. Ricky Lee Jones. This is the one we're going to play. Ricky's in, no, Chucky. Chucky's, Chucky's in, love. in love. Okay. 1979 hit. Here is who it's about. Chuck Weiss, whose middle name started with an E. So they called him Chucky. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So Chuck Weiss, Ricky Lee Jones, and then Ricky Lee Jones's boyfriend, Tom Waits, were all drinking buddies and would spend all kinds of time together at the Tropicana Motel in Los Angeles. Now, the origin of the song is ridiculously simple. Here's what happened. Weiss didn't show up one night. Waits calls him uh-huh. and finds out that he has moved to Colorado to be with some sweetheart. Oh. Hangs up the phone, turns around to Ricky Lee Jones and says, Chuck Guess what? Yeah. In love. Chucky's in love. That's it. That's where the song oh, that's came from. Awesome. So that's as a much great story. As, as much as you want to turn it into unrequited love, nope, not that at all. It came from Tom Waits. There you are. It's Chucky's in love on Rockstar. <laughs>
coming into the first break out of Chucky's in Love, which, by the way, is a really great guitar riff. It's a great song. It really just the, the riff alone is really fun to play. I missed one from Taylor Swift. What'd you miss? Right. Joe Jonas, one of the Jonas Brothers. They apparently dated for a little while, and then according to this little blurb, because I don't know much about pop culture specifically when it comes to Taylor Swift. Right. Yeah, apparently he dumped her in what it says here was a 27-second phone call. You gotta know that the entertainment news industry is really on their game when they've got it down to the 27-second phone call. Well, he dumps her for actress Camilla Bell. But then it says here, Taylor had the last laugh because the album Fearless, which contained the song Forever and Always, which was apparently inspired by getting dumped, it won itself a Grammy uh, for Album of the Year. <laughs> I'll I, get you okay, back. I guess so. Uh, Joan Baez's song Diamonds and Rusts, almost everybody believes it's about Bob Dylan, but according to Joan Baez's memoir, it is a different story. The uh, woman states that it's about her husband, David Harris. Yeah, it's one of the few Joan Baez songs that I think you would recognize the moment it plays and maybe later in the show. You're going to play it? Yeah, we need to sort of fill time at the end. Yeah. Maybe I'll throw it on. That's the one you'd probably know. Also, uh, Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. She has a song called Hummingbird Heartbeat, which I know that our daughter plays a lot. She's yeah. a, a Katy Perry fanatic. Do you remember how uh, she was married to Russell Brand for oh, the yeah. shortest while? Which is sort of the weirdest oil and water Get together I've ever seen. Yes. Hummingbird Heartbeat, according to Katy Perry, is about how she felt when they were first dating. When she would see him, her heart would go all a flutter. Okay. Thus hummingbird heartbeat. Okay. So that's that's what it means, and so there. I, you know, I, from a guy's point of view, you kind of roll your eyes. Yeah, you guys do the right. same stuff. I, right. We're just, I'm just looking at it from the other side of the coin. That's why I say every guy once in his life should read a Playgirl magazine, just so he knows how stupid the women in Playboy look to other women. Right. Yeah, just so we know the other side of it. KFOK, Sacramento, California, you run the radio show. Thank you. And Radio Universidad in Salamanca, Spain. Oh, your Spanish is stunning. Back in a minute on Rock School. Okay, out of the break, Billie Holiday, ready? From Lady Sings the Blues, from the autobiography back in 1956, the jazz standard don't explain. There's the line in it, one night he came home with lipstick on his collar. Woo. Absolutely true story, according to Billie Holiday. It was written about her husband, Jimmy Monroe. According to her... I guess I always knew he was letting me on and letting himself into other women. There was this beautiful English girl who was still in town. He didn't admit it, of course, but I knew. That's from, you know, her memoirs. Right. Okay. One night he came home with lipstick on his collar. I saw it and he was explaining, 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 explaining. And she says, I cut him off just like that and said... Take a bath, man. 
Just don't explain it to me. No explaining. No explaining to me. So the song Don't Explain by Billie Holiday is about her husband having an affair, getting caught, and then trying to explain his way out of it. So not a good deal. And now the song that I, I wanted to play from the second it showed up on the list. Loretta Lynn, Don't Come Home A-Drinkin' With Lovin' On Your Mind. I'll make you a bet you had that on a 45. I did. Yeah, your grandmother probably had I, it on I a 45. Knew, I knew yeah. that song, yes, very Okay, well. who is it about? Number one single, who is it about? Uh, is it? It's not Porter Wagner. No, that's it's not. Dolly's that's who about. Dolly was in love with. It was about Oliver Doolittle Lynn. Why would you marry a man whose name is Doolittle? His nickname was Do. They just called him Do. Well, yeah, you had to. She married him in 1948 when she was 15. Yeah. And with him had six children. Oh, my gosh. And had a life after that. Right. According to her, she was beaten by him. Mm -hmm. He serially cheated on her. Right. And according to to her, just about every song she sang had something to do with this guy, Oliver Doolittle Lynn. Right. This one goes specifically to the fact that he was an alcoholic and it caused his death in 1996. Don't come home drinking with loving on your mind. Loretta Lynn here on Rock School. Well, you thought I'd be waiting up when you came home last night. You'd been out with a home drinking with loving on your mind. No, don't come home drinking with loving on your mind. All right, coming out of Loretta Lynn, the consummate sound of country from the 1950s and 1960s. Play it backwards, and uh, you stop drinking, and your dog comes back to life, and you get back together with your husband. Oh, it's a real up with people, huh? Oh, it is. It's a happy, happy, happy tune by no stretch of the imagination. Bottom of the hour, we're going to come out of this break after doing seven days and 70 seconds with one from Lucinda Williams, also from the True Blood soundtrack. Going to talk about something in the great state of Louisiana where we broadcast from. But first, I'm Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. These are the rock and roll dates for seven days and 70 seconds. February 29th, a day that doesn't exist. All the way through March 6th, I believe you have Monday. Go. February 29th, 1980, the glasses that Buddy Holly had been wearing when he died were discovered in a police file in Mason, Iowa, after being there for over 21 years. You know why they didn't find it? It's because the day doesn't exist, February 29th. Those glasses only appeared, what, every four years? Oh, my God. See? March 1st, 1994, Nirvana plays their final ever concert when they appeared at the Terminal Emmys in Munich, Germany. March 2nd, 1955, Bo Diddley has his first recording session at Universal Recording Studio in Chicago where he laid down Bo Diddley. March 3rd, 2008, Beatle engineer Norman Smith dies at the age of 85. Smith, who worked on every studio recording the band made between 1962 and 1965, was remembered by John Lennon. March 4th, 1959, the winners of the first Grammy Awards were announced. Henry Mancini's 
Peter Gunn. Yeah, Peter Gunn. Peter Gunn. Was Album of the Year, and the champs Tequila won Best R&B Performance. March 5, 1996, Staff Sergeant Barry Sadler starts a five-week run at number one on the U.S. Singles Chart with The Ballad of the Green Berets. And then March 6, 1970, Charles Manson releases an album called Lie to help raise money for his defense in the Tate LaBianca murder trial. Wow. And people bought it. Go figure. That's the funny thing. I don't have the album itself, but when I did the uh, the speech on the uh, you know the Tate LaBianca murders right. and the Beatles Manson connection, mm-hmm. I downloaded the entire album. I don't have the physical album, but right. I downloaded the entire album. It's not as terrible as you would think. I don't want to like it. It would be. Okay, let's play one from Lucinda Williams. This is called Lake Charles. And if you were a fan at all of HBO's show True Blood, you may already know the song. This is from her 1998 album Car Wheels on a Gravel Road, which won a Grammy. The song is named after Lake Charles, Louisiana, which is Williams' hometown, and also a tribute to her former boyfriend, Clyde Woodard, who died from cirrhosis of the liver in 1991. And according to the little blurb that I have here, Clyde was constantly saying to Lucinda, I can't wait to get back to Lake Charles. However, it never happened. He died before they could get back to Lake Charles. There's Lake Charles here on Rock School. Let's play one more before the break. Okay. Hands Clean by Alanis Morissette. It's from her 2002 album, Under Rug Swept. It doesn't say who specifically the man is, however. Alanis Morissette claims, she told Q Magazine this back in 2004, that she had an affair with a person who was 15 years older than she was. Yeah. That started when she was 14. So do the mathematics. 15 plus 14 is 29. Oh, my goodness. So she's 14 years old. She's dating a guy that's 29. And she said in the article that she has covered his butt for way too many years now. So if you get a chance to listen to the song Hands Clean by Alanis Morissette, she's sort of, you know. Cleansing herself of that whole thing. Exactly that. And the other thing is, don't make her mad. Right. Because she's going to write a song about it. She will, and she'll bring along members of the Red Hot Chili Peppers to to play instruments (laughs) behind her. There's a song by Stevie Nicks I wanted to play called Has Anyone Ever Written Anything for You? Hmm. And I think it's beautiful. I think it's a pretty song. And just about everybody thinks it's for Lindsey Buckingham or it's for some other member of Fleetwood Mac. In reality, it's not. She had a crush, or whatever you want to call it in adult language, on Joe Walsh for the longest time. Oh, I I think she still does. Probably still does. Yeah. Joe Walsh lost his daughter, Emma, in an automobile accident 
about a, a decade or so before the song was released. Mm-hmm. And nothing, according to Stevie Nicks in this little blurb that I have here, nothing was being done. Nobody was saying anything about it, nothing. So she wrote this song. Has anyone ever written anything for you? You're sort of heroically taking this and moving forward and doing right. your job and playing music and doing this. Has anyone ever written anything for you? No, and so she did. Wow. That's the story behind it, and it's Joe Walsh she's saying it to here on Rock School. Second break here on Rock School. Here's a couple we're probably not going to play. Madonna wrote a ballad called Miles Away, and it is specifically for her husband Guy Ritchie, or then-husband Guy Ritchie. It includes the line, I guess we're at our best when we're miles away. It was probably on the downslope at that point in time. I would think. Underneath It All by Gwen Stefani, also ex-girlfriend, also Underneath It All, is all about her ex-husband, Gavin Rossdale, who was the lead singer of Bush. Yes. And that one didn't last either. Is she she still dating What's-His-Name from The Voice? No idea. Don't nor care. Well, when she uh, initially, you know, when Bush was so big, yeah. she was, you know, like almost a nobody. Remember? Uh, you think so? Yeah, she may. She may have had like one semi hit, and and Bush was huge. Oh, um, I I don't know about that. Now, I'd have to go back and look at the and charts. And now she's bigger than they could ever probably even imagine well bush was only a sort of a one-hit wonder here in the united states over in the uk they were big bush is monstrous madonna has sort of a 1950s song called true blue yeah it's kind of a quirky Uh, little poppy tune yeah Yeah. it also was the name of the album and it is written for sean penn Hmm. which which she still to this day states is the absolute love of her life and it even states on the album this is dedicated to my husband the coolest guy in the universe which at that point in time was sean penn so it doesn't take a genius to figure out that that's who the song is dedicated to who's listening to us kskq ashland oregon kcmj colorado springs right we'll be back in a minute with some more songs that were inspired by men written by women the opposite side of the coin here on rock school out of the break let's see if we can get two more songs in before the end of the show patty smith's album wave from 1979 the whole thing is a tribute to fred sonic smith from the mc5 with who she married in 1980 okay and there's Uh a song on the album called frederick 
which, by the way, is to Fred Sonic Smith. It says here, I met Fred in Lafayette, Coney Island, this place where they sell hot dogs and such. It said, I looked at him, he looked at me, and, quote, I swear to you, I thought, that's the fellow I'm going to marry. Go figure, huh? It was just one of those things. Good for her. It says here, the Smiths had two children together. They lived very simply. He did all the cooking and cleaning, or I did all the cooking and cleaning. Fred did all the repair work in the house. Occasionally, he and I would get royalty checks, just enough to sort of keep our heads above water. My husband taught me about politics and golf and how to play the clarinet. Fred Smith died in 1994. Aww. Patty Smith. It's Frederick on Rock School. Okay, last break here on Rock School. Here is two that we're not going to play and one that we will that'll finish out the show. Silver Springs by Stevie Nicks, actually by Fleetwood Mac, but penned by Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks wrote this about Lindsey Buckingham. Here we go. Yep. Quote, we were in Maryland somewhere driving under a freeway sign that said Silver Springs. (laughs) Nick said in 1998, and I love the name. You could be my Silver Springs. Oh, man. She said off to Lindsey Buckingham. So that's where that came from. It's all about Lindsey Buckingham. Cheryl Crow has a couple of them. Steve McQueen is blatantly about Steve McQueen. Yes. Although she never had any contact with Steve McQueen. Just sort Didn't of, we all want right, to? Right. I want to be the guy who drives the car in that car chase in Bullet, where he loses, I think, six hubcaps. I want to be the girlfriend of the guy who drives that car. In Bullet. Yeah, yes. you bet. Also, she has a song called My Favorite Mistake which is supposedly about a one-night or one-week stand with Eric Clapton. Oh. Why not? One week? When I looked it up, there were all kinds of little blurbs that it happened. No, it didn't happen. She's making it up. No, she's not making it up. You know. I'll take a week. The truth is probably the truth. Yeah, there was probably some get-together there. And the one we're going to finish on, Aretha Franklin's song, Daydreaming, which just about everybody knows. Okay, fine. Who is it about? Well, it's about Dennis Edwards of The Temptations. Uh Uh-oh. Right, and word has it that she wrote the song about him. According to Edwards, I should have married Aretha. He apparently had the shot at it, but quote, I was afraid and scared of marrying a superstar. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he loved her, and apparently she loved him. But it was one of those, I was afraid to marry a superstar, not knowing what my life would be like, and he let the love of his life go. And apparently she felt somewhat the same way about him. Wow. There you are. We'll finish with Aretha Franklin, and that wraps it up. So it's not only men who write about women, it's women who write about men. I like it. It was a good show. There you are, and lots of good music. We'll be back next week with a whole brand new show. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I am Tam. Tammy Burns. That'll do it. You did very well today, by the way. You People don't hear it, but you're sicker than most people I think. I drug myself up here. <laughs> well done. That's it. Class is dismissed. Daydreaming and I'm thinking of you. Daydreaming and I'm thinking of you. Daydreaming.